0: from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good Podcast.
1: Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good Podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. We're broadcasting here from our studios at National Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. And today with me is the assistant to the editorial director, Michelle Caceres. Michelle, always good to see you again.
0: <laughs> always good to see you too.
1: Today's podcast, we're going to be sharing Michelle's interview with best-selling author, podcaster, and influencer, Jeff Bethke. You knew about him, and you've talked about this in previous interviews, because mm-hmm. he was on YouTube with a very, very popular I don't want to say it's a rap, but it's like a... It was a spoken word, like poetry.
0: It was uh, why I love Jesus, but I hate religion. And that video went viral, like millions of views.
1: Now, I thought it was kind of interesting because a lot of our listeners and readers, especially Salvation Army officers uh, that are out there, would just maybe kind of smirk a little bit or go, "Mm, yeah, well, you know, like my wife and I, we've been working together for 35 years and maybe I could have gotten his advice a little while ago. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, when you think about it, um, it's not really that common that couples work together. It's not. Or is that something that is emerging in uh, millennial and Z generation uh, experiences now?
0: Um, I mean, I think at at the end of the day, it depends on what you both do for a living I do think with content creating being what it is and and exploring all these tons of new jobs and opportunities out there I think yeah I mean you can kind of fall like start dating someone who does the same stuff as you um which is great but I think it really just comes down to like what you're what you're passionate about and what you do for a living
1: so they they talk a little bit or he talks a little bit in this in in this life uh, in this interview uh, about this balanced life when you're working with with your spouse, was there anything that, uh, in particular, kind of popped up to you when when he was talking about that?
0: Um, I mean, I don't I don't work with my boyfriend. <laughs> no? I think I would go crazy, so I give him a lot of respect for that. Um, but I did really like that him and Alyssa, his wife, had started to become morning people. Um, not like that. They like wake waking up early, but they have children, and you know their day is so crazy. They, they've
1: to, had to make adjustments. They've had
0: to make adjustments. Right. Yeah. So I like that they he talked about being a morning person and how they don't even talk for like the first two hours. They do their own thing. They get their own coffee. They go read the Bible. They go meditate. They he goes. You know, maybe he goes and works out. Like they find, they're like, no, like we do not do this morning thing. And then they come out together to start working and then to be parents, and that lasts throughout the night. And I thought that was really cool.
1: And and he's not coming across in the interview or in his writings like this is the the actual systematic that you right yeah no i mean things
0: things change all the time and you know day to day situations and they do travel um quite frequently so you know obviously that changes but that is how they kind of separate you know their own individual time and also find their own time with jesus and the word
1: well with that we will get right to michelle's interview with jeff bethke
0: your background your job um and then yeah more about your job because like i think do you work with your wife
2: yeah so there's kind of um a million different things we do but the thing i like to say is we kind of work for the internet and so that can mean you know or, or another way to put it is we like to make people think about jesus in fresh and unique ways to kind of um uh in our cultural moment and that can mean a podcast that can mean a book that can mean speaking that can mean anything really and so it kind of plays out in a bunch of different ways and sometimes it's with my wife sometimes it's not but uh, all that is in one big bucket for us
0: that's cool and you know it was interesting um i remember back when i was in high school your youtube video um it was like why why you love jesus but hate religion yeah and i had to write like a paper on that video in high school and (laughs) so when i was kind of looking up you know um, you know, popular Christian bloggers or like, you know, influencers and you came up, I was just like, Why does this guy look familiar? And then it like kind of I put the pieces together. So I was like, Oh, that's so cool that I see your That name. is funny. That yeah, I mean
2: that sense. was like eight years ago now, but that was yeah, yeah so that, that was the that that was the starting point though was like, yeah, it was a it was an accidental viral video. We were just doing it for fun, doing it just on a whim. It was just me and my friend. I think I was like twenty one. My friend was nineteen at the time and um. Yeah, it just went crazy, viral. But that's what kind of gave us um, uh, kind of this opportunity to then kind of do what we want to do, and it's been fun the last seven years how it's kind of taken shape.
0: That's awesome. And um, like you said, you you do work um with your wife a bit, um, and you guys have a family together. Um, so kind of tell us like when did you and her name's Alyssa, correct? Yes. Okay, when did you guys first meet?
2: Uh, so we met at a one of my uh, good friends sister's wedding. So basically Alyssa was friends with the sister and then he was one of my best friends. And so I was there too. And so we met at that wedding and um it was a very classic story just kinda of totally hit it off. Uh I kind of even kind of had already heard about her and knew about her so I kinda of was going for that reason and kind of with have mission in mind for lack of a better term and uh it went really, really well. And so yeah, that was from then we started dating and that would have been probably ten or eleven years ago now. Um uh, but that was that was how we met. I think I was like nineteen or something.
0: And when you guys first started talking, was faith something that was very important to you, like when you started dating, or was it something that was kind of put on the back burner?
2: No, for sure, something really serious. I was, I was just coming kind of to know the Lord in that season about a year in, and so I was um, very fresh in the faith, but very, you know, when that's that new, very, like, alive and um, zealous. And then Alyssa was a very uh, raised in an amazing Christian home um, with both parents. And just a uh, only child, loved the Lord her whole life, no kind of prodigal season. And so she also had some very serious faith in a different way. And so, yeah, that was definitely uh, from the beginning what we really cared about and what it was all built on. Oh, that's,
0: that's really nice because I think most young couples, um, especially being 19, don't really have that as like a main factor when they start seeing yeah. people. Oh, well, that's good. Um, and then, like you said, you do work with her sometimes. Um, what is some of the hardest things about, you know, you guys work together, live together, have a family together. What's some of the hardest things about that? And then what are some of the best things about that?
2: Um, one of the hardest things is, and, I mean, I actually think we've gotten pretty good at this just because of uh, we've had a lot of practice. But I would say one of the harder things has probably been, um being it, like When you work together with your spouse, and we do now, too, we have like a whole ministry called Family Teams that we do with our mentors. That's like our full-time job now where that's basically a bunch of resources and podcasts and books and events to try to equip people to build a multi-generational family team on mission. And that's our full-time job now. So it's the kind of the family thing. And so um, the hardest thing about that is like boundary setting or being able to know what moment is in what bucket. Is this a work moment? Is this a marriage moment? Is this a family moment? Is this a kid moment? Is this a date moment? You know? Um and there's of course there's some blend there, but that is uh certainly certainly one of the, the harder aspects, but um, a gift for sure too. And then um yeah, and I won't say the same thing as the best part. The best part is man, you grow so much closer together just by pure math because we are together more than you know, we've been in each other literally just the amount of hours we've probably spent together the last 10 years because we work together is probably about the same as someone who's been 20 30 years married now of course we're not that level of maturity we're not that level of uh, depth but just the pure amount of time which is really enjoyable and special and fun as you know best friends uh, is is the same
0: That's good and then um, like you said like trying to find that separate time to be you know a couple versus like being parents versus work partners um, do you have any like tips or advice uh, for people who are in the similar state and how you balance all of them?
2: I think the best thing to do is just to really set really good buckets and really good boundaries of, um, you know, Hey, this time is this time, this time is this time. And so I think we've been able to do that. And when you just name it and claim it and you kind of say, this is the date time, this is a business meeting. This is a, you know, cause sometimes couples also feel really weird about being very like business oriented. I'm like, Hey, just let's get down to business. Let's have this talk. Let's solve this problem. Let's go, go, go. Um, I think actually being okay with those different moments and kind of putting on different hats and different moments and claiming which ones those are is really, really helpful.
0: That's good. And so like when you say like daytime, do you mean like if you guys are just hanging out, like no business talk is allowed? That's like when Yeah. You're so like we
2: have, yes, yeah, so we have something called like a business meeting. So that's <laughs> Sunday nights. So Sunday nights is uh, our business meeting means that like We're just going to spend 30 minutes to just go through all the logistics that it takes to run a family and a marriage and our business. So it's like, you know, when are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? When's that? When are we going to connect? When are we going to make sure we have a date? When are we going to make sure we, you know, take care of the kids? When are we going to do this job? Um, And then we have a date night that's separate from that. And that is more like, hey, no talk about business. No, no, you know, no, you know, goals and dreams and hopes and no problems. And we rarely even talk about the kids that much because we want to connect on a heart level. Because a lot of times what happens is date nights turn into just logistical meetings, and that's when it gets kind of convoluted and uh, confusing for people.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then with all of that, um, how do you guys find time, like, for yourself? Do you do you guys have your own routines, um, your own personal time? Yeah, you
2: mean, like, individually?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think we're both uh, morning people in that sense. Now, I would say I think, you know, we're not morning people, actually. Um but you have to be a morning person once you start adding logistics, like, and so, yeah, so we kind of carve out both, both of us probably spend a, about two hours, the first two to three hours of the day kind of alone. We don't see each other. We don't talk. Um, and that is a really, really big for us.
0: Good. Yeah. It definitely sounds like you guys have the right balance. Um, cause like I said, especially when you're younger, people don't know how to find that balance yet. Um, yeah. When would you say like how far into your relationship did you guys really get it down? Um, you know, your own your own kind of program?
2: I would say we still are. I would say we still are, but I realistically at that when did we feel like, oh, this is working how it should be working? Probably five years. Yeah, probably five years in of like, okay, this is actually we feel like we are flourishing because of the systems we put around us, even though we want we're still growing and figuring them out. That's
0: good. Um, and so you mentioned that um, Alyssa had grown up in, like, a religious family. Did you grow up in a religious family?
2: I did, in a different way. So I was raised by a single mom um, uh, of faith and went to church and all of those things. So it had, it had some complications, you know, and kind of more of a poverty-level type living, Section 8 housing, government housing, food stamps, et cetera, but still was exposed to the church and the beauty of that. Um, and so, yeah, we different stories, but similar connections on that level.
0: Yeah, I like yeah. the way you were that. Um, okay, and then, you know, I only have one more question. Um, advice to young people who would be struggling with their relationship with God.
2: Um, I would say just make sure you're not trying to figure it out or do that alone. Like, struggle is real. Doubt is real. All these things are a normal part of the faith process. But make sure that you're leaning into the Lord and community and Scripture and surrounding yourself with kind of, like, Boundaries and barriers that keep you on the focused path so you don't fall off a cliff, you know, metaphorically. And I think community is one of those, making sure that you're around people who know you for who you truly are and that over the long haul does really change you.
1: That was Jeff Bethke. Michelle, what are some of the things that you feel our listeners can learn uh, about from reading about Jeff and, and listening to him?
0: Um, I think the biggest thing is prioritizing. Uh, I think that, that he just gave some really great examples. And he also shares how he did it, which I feel like, yeah, you can like list out top 10 ways to organize your life. But he also shares, not only in this interview, but also in his books, how he did that. Because it was not something overnight. Um, you know, his most recent best-selling book literally starts with, It opens up with an argument between him and Alyssa. So it is an everyday thing that he has to work on. It's not just like, I did these 10 things and my life is perfect. It is every day he's working on that. And I think that's important. When you look up to someone, you're like, I want to be like them, or I want my life to be like them, or they're an inspiration. They're not perfect. So they're still working on it every day. And I think that's the most important thing you can learn from him.
1: Well, and that's that gets back to what millennials look most for in leaders is authenticity yes. they, they they don't look for some kind of cookie cutter perfect approach right. that everything is all hunky dory but they also don't want to just look at, at somebody that is sloppy and has no direction and just you know it's just going to all fall apart right. and I think that's when I read him and when I hear him I, I just get a sense of sincerity and, and warmth Uh, that comes from him.
0: Yeah, same. I love talking to him. He's been, I think, probably the most fun interview I've had.
1: (laughs) Well, and one of the things that he, he, I've I've noticed in a previous interview too that you had with him, he he would say, that's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Well,
0: the second interview I did, so I always send the interviews, the questions ahead of time. I just don't want anyone to trip up, you know, and if they want a really good answer, I hate when you, think of a good answer but it's like 10 hours later so I want them to have a moment Um, but the second interview we didn't have time to do that so I was just like if you don't know how to answer any of these just let me know and I was shooting off the questions but he had an answer for everything and they were good answers they weren't there was no ums or urs or pauses he was like oh yeah I have an answer for that so he was really fun to interview
1: well again we thank you for uh, finding Jeff even though he's been out there bringing him to (laughs) our listeners and readers attention to read Michelle's full interview with Jeff, please check out the warcry.org That's what I really love about what we're doing now with, with our podcasting and with our digital presence, we're able to go a little further than what we have in the printed war cry magazine. So thanks for uh, taking that and, and embellishing a little bit more with your interview with him. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow the, uh, the War Cry and peer on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. We hope you have a great day and that you too are able to find balance in your life. God bless
0: you. subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.